Brian Duncan sings, joy is a singable thing. How does that really work? Most pictures of Jesus depict Jesus on the cross suffering. And that suffering is often reflected in the face of his followers. But for the children to approach the Messiah, he had to be a fun, joyful person, don't you think? Human traditions often restrict joy in religion, but truth leads us right back to the origin of the gospel, where Jesus met restrictive tradition and set us all free. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. Hi, and welcome to Sabbath School U. I'm Kathy, and these are my awesome guests. Um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves, tell us your name, and tell me your favorite tongue twister. My name is Alyssa Jeffers, and mine is how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I like how properly you said that. <laughs> nice. Again. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael Martell, and mine is supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Okay, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm Jared Snyder, and if I can get this out, Peter Piper picked a pack of pickle, pickled peppers. That's my favorite. <laughs> You're missing half of them. That's all I can do. That's the first half. That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> okay, well, my favorite is She Sells Seashells by the Shelly Shore. Hey. Okay, uh, Alyssa, why don't you get us started by reading the verse for today and having a word of prayer first. Let us sure. tell us what it is too. Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity of um, coming all together to learn more about your word. I ask that your Holy Spirit be with us now at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Awesome. So the lesson for this week, it is title, titled, what you, what you Get is Not What You See. And when I saw this title, the first thing I thought about was like deals at restaurants or like deals at a supermarket. Like, buy one milk, get the other one free. And then you go home and you open the milk and it's like spoiled or like ha half empty. I, that's actually never happened to me. But, you know, like a We're deal like that. <laughs> I should probably start talking there. What, what do you guys think about when you see that title? The first thing is typically something like what you described. You know, you see like in commercials for foods or restaurants, the you know, like the nice shiny image, but then like you actually go get it. It's like wilted lettuce or it's just like, you know, the bun. Where do you shop? All <laughs> Those are um, restaurants so or like fast food <laughs> yeah, yeah, places. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like the, the quick first thing you think of. But what you see is not what you get is sometimes in the character of individuals that you thought may be more interesting or may have been a nicer person than what you had originally um, imagined, they end up not being as nice or... Yes, there's that saying that you never yeah. want to meet your hero because of that exact same reason. Yeah. yeah. I've actually never heard that saying, but now I don't want to meet my hero. <laughs> um, can you think of a time where you got something that wasn't what you expected? I think a good example of that is um, when you go to buy a car, they always give you this great number of the mileage you're going to get, and it never turns out <laughs> being as high as you expect. So that's another sales example. The one thing that pops to my head, like in my life, um, 
was when I moved to Kenya for boarding school. I mean, I had lived in the United States all my life, so moving to Kenya for me, I obviously only pictured like what I saw in George of the Jungle or other, you know, other cartoons and stuff. And going over there was completely different than what I had imagined. And in this case, it was good, but sometimes it doesn't have to be good. Can you think of any other occasions or maybe you met someone and you thought I've, I've ordered products offline before oh. and That's when they come in it's then, you didn't so, check the dimensions <laughs> exactly it's, <laughs> it's like a TV and it's like exactly <laughs> well um, in this chapter uh, they go on to describe a lot about what characterizes a fool what did you guys find um, in in this chapter that characterizes a fool. There's, there, there's several things, so let's start naming them. Despise instruction. Um, mm -hmm. Another one, they hate correction and they stir strife. They're impulsive. Mm -hmm. Speak proudly. They believe whatever they hear. Mm -hmm. There's more, there's a ton. Uh, they tear the woman's house down with her own hands. Uh, they are hot-headed and feel secure. Um, they mock others for how they feel. Yeah, they, the one that I was like, whoa, is the one where they talk about, um, they have, can't find it right now, but it's something about like, they, they don't agree with saying sorry or like forgiveness, and I'm obviously, not quoting exactly how it is, but there are so many characteristics in this verse that tells you about foolish people. Um, but what do you think that has to do with the title of the lesson? How would you tie that in? Sometimes they want to, or they look like they have it all together, but in ultimate reality, they're tearing their own houses down by their own choices and actions. Sometimes um, when you see someone speaking a lot or you see someone talking a lot, th there's this perception that perhaps they know what they're talking about or perhaps they may know more than they actually do. So sometimes, you know, what you see is not what you get. You're, you're generally taught to listen first before speaking so that you have an understanding. Like when you join a conversation, you might want to take that first five minutes to kind of figure out what people are talking about before you join in. Sometimes what you see is not what you get. That individual may not really know the subject matter. They may not really know the content or the depth or have a depth of knowledge. They're just speaking on what they heard, what they, you know, what someone else told them. Um, that's kind of how I link that together with the with the title. You can't always go off of the first impression of what someone portrays or what someone has depicted to be reality. I think a wise person. Uh, waits it out a little. They kind of listen a little longer, they observe a little longer mm -hmm. before drawing conclusions or taking action. Okay, so that kind of goes into my next question. What, same, uh, same chapter, what does it have to say about the whys? There's a few of them. One thing that stuck out to me is that they're calm in all aspects. Um, they're not, like he said, impulsive. Um, they think things through and they're calm. 
It says to go from the presence of a fool. Mm. A wise man will, I, I generally think wiser people don't love the company of, of being in the presence of foolish people. And, and while that sounds probably a little harsh, I think um, you don't have to go around saying, oh, you're foolish, I'm out of here. But it's kind of just a word to the wise. I think a wise individual would not saturate themselves with an individual that does not seek wisdom. Um, you know, you are the content that you keep. You don't want those behaviors or those actions kind of deterring you from what you know to have or be better there's a have better or be better. Two phrases that come to my mind, and one is birds of something feather, feather. feather flock stick together. together. Yeah, flock together. That's that. And then the other ones in Spanish is dime con quien andas y te diré quién eres, which means tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Transmitido mm -hmm. en Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll put on the bottom for um, <laughs> So, yeah, that's a good point. But there's more. There's more. There's so many. Um, there's one that says the lips of the wise protect them. Mm. Um, the prudent give thought to their steps. So they think about what they're doing before they do it. Um, the wise fear the Lord and shun evil, which is what we're talking about, staying away from fool, fools or foolishness. Um, the wealth of the wise is their crown. So there, there's a, a ton of things. But now how do we avoid deception and how, how do we get away from being foolish and being wise from, from going off of all these different um, nuggets of wisdom that we've gotten from this chapter, how do we avoid deception? Proverbs 14, 8 says, the, <laughs> the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways. So it's thinking about what we do, questioning what people tell us. You know, don't just go believing whatever we hear, but questioning it. Because people can tell us anything they want to say, mm -hmm. but it's, it's our question that makes us wise. Mm -hmm. Okay, so should we always live our lives questioning everything we hear and say? Uh, I, think, I think there's a certain expectation to question. Um, one of the greatest lessons that I was introduced to and, I, and I'm still learning to do is when you hear something, finding out the best way to ask that question. You don't want to seem distrusting, you don't want to seem doubting, you don't want to seem condescending. But you, you want to make sure that what you're receiving, what you're ultimately taking away from this individual or this scenario as truth, actually has substance. So it's not necessarily that you have to question the person, yeah. but maybe you question yourself. Like when you receive those facts, when you receive those details, line it up with what you already know. And then if that's not enough and there's still doubt, try to seek out probably what the continuum of that thought process would be to help determine, is this something that I need to kind of, you know, hash out a bit more? Is this something I should get more information on? It's, it's difficult because most people run through life or run through interactions with others wanting to trust what that person is saying or what they set forth. But I think what this is saying is to be wise means to kind of be guarded in a way that your actions or your beliefs or your the way you move through life isn't going to be influenced by that. So I think questioning it is good sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just feel like that's so, that's so draining on somebody's life. Like I wanna be able to uh, just trust everyone. I know obviously I can't, but that, it just seems like it's, 
why do we have to live our lives like that? Like, and I don't, I, yeah. It's the verse, again, going to chapter 14, verse 14. No, not 14. It is 15. A simple man believes anything, but the prudent man Ooh. gives thought to his steps. Well, well so, I don't know your mind. Point proven. <laughs> um, well, looks like I'm... Okay, next question. Not gonna, next question. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to the next question for you. Okay. <laughs> According to Proverbs 15, now we're hopping up to the next chapter. Um, we're getting into joy. And I love, I, I love when the Bible talks about joy because this is something very dear to my heart. I feel like growing up, uh, I wasn't Adventist until I moved to the United States and I became Adventist when I was here. And I feel like at first, um, I, I didn't know if, I, I didn't know how to behave around my Christian friends. You know, I didn't know if I had to be serious or I had to be joyful. And I realized that Christianity is joy. Like Jesus is literally my friend. And I could be happy in church. I could be happy outside of church. And so I love these verses. And let's talk about what is it, uh, what did Proverbs 15 say about joy? It says a few things. Um, can you guys see any off the top of my head? I'm, I'm going to say one right here. A happy heart makes a face cheerful. Um, a wise son brings joy to his father. Do you guys see any more? Um, I don't know if it necessarily goes along with that, but I think that um, joy blesses others. I think that it's a blessing, a blessing to others, to not only yeah. to yourself, but also to others. Um, a person finds joy in giving apt uh, reply and how good is a timely word. So, I mean, there's a ton of things here that say it. it's okay to laugh. It's okay to smile. Like, my God is a laughing God. He is definitely joyful. What, how would you define joy um, as far as these, this chapter goes? I think joy goes beyond the standard conception of smiling, happy, giddy. I think joy is an emotion that can manifest in many different ways. Um, you know, it's a joy to wake up in the morning as I'm getting ready and just check in on my son and see him sleeping peacefully. I don't necessarily do a cartwheel or anything like that, but you know, there's a peace of mind that you know, my child is safe, he's warm, He's fed, he's happy, he's sleeping. There, and I imagine that's kind of how God thinks and wants for us. Um, our well-being, that brings a joy to his heart. So how joy is defined or how we can in, interact with joy or, or how joy manifests itself, I think sometimes just knowing that, that all is well is joyful. That's joyous. And that can manifest its way in any, in any shape. To take it a step further, too, I think we find joy and hope. Like, I think the, the, the chapter talks about, you know, when we go through things, we have hope mm -hmm. that God will bring us through it, and that can give us joy mm -hmm. to, to get over the situation that we're in so that we're not so downhearted, so that, not we're, um, so that we're not being this. And, and Sorry to interrupt, but I like that you said that because, you know, I just said joy can be knowing that all is well, but what through hope, it's also knowing that all will, will be, be well. well. And I like that, that that correlates as well. It's not necessarily about, you know, what you're experiencing in the moment, but knowing that it can Absolutely. be coming yeah. soon. And, yeah. 
I mean, a happy heart makes the face cheerful. Mm -hmm. So going back to what you said, when you're deeply at peace, when you're deeply like hopeful, I mean, tell me you guys haven't like woken up one day, like you said, and just like been literally happy and not necessarily like ha 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 happy, but like from just, just <laughs> but just like peace. Yeah. yeah, a certain peace. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's what God is trying to mm -hmm. um, instill in us with these nuggets of wisdom. What are some ways that you can bring joy into your own life? while we're going through hardships, while we're, because we're going to go through them. We're going to, there's going to be days where we're not he, 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 you know? Um, how do we, how can we instill that in our lives? How could we bring joy into what we, into our problems, into our daily? A quick answer, goal setting. Um, you know, everyone has the New Year's resolution or they say, I'm going to be better at this for this amount of time or I'm going to begin doing it. And sometimes with that comes depression if you don't reach that goal. But I think, um, I think you have to start somewhere. Everyone has to start somewhere. And even in those small accomplishments, whatever that goal may be, it may be to, you know, have a morning devotional or, you know, get up you know, 20 minutes earlier so that you can exercise or, you know, eat two extra servings of vegetables a day. Whatever that goal is going to be, I think goal setting can help bring some joy to your life. Um, and hopefully the goals that you set are something that's going to enrich not just you, but someone else. I love how practical that is because, you know, it's not a cliche answer. It's literally, and it doesn't even have to be like a huge goal. Mm -hmm. You know, it could just be minor goals to help guide you in little steps um, towards the big goal. What other things can we do to bring joy into our lives? Like practical things. I'm gonna say one. Uh, if you work in an office, go outside your office. You are in a classroom all day, go outside your classroom and just breathe in fresh air. Absolutely. You know, just that's a practical way to bring joy to, you know, like be a, alone for, for a moment or two. What other ways? Come on, there's so many ways. For me, um, I really enjoy reading something that's positive or uplifting that helps, helps you know, find that hope that we were talking about. Absolutely. Is it possible to have joy in your life always? <laughs> I think it's possible, but it's not always easy necessarily. Okay. I think I think it's possible to have a consistent presence of joy, but not necessarily the consistent experience of what joy can bring. Does that make sense? So, yeah. you know, I, I look at some people who have had everything and lost it all, mm. but what they treasured most was family. And so as long as they had that family, even though they lost a house, they lost a car, they lost a job, there was still this joy that they had family that they could connect with. They had family that would support them if, some, if they were in need of something. There's a joy that comes with that. And so I, I, I don't want us to walk away with the idea thinking that joy is an instant emotion that consistently uh, manifests itself as a celebration. Mm -hmm. um, I think joy can have a steady force that, that moves through life with you. And that's kind of how I feel about, um, you know, my Christian walk as well. 
you're not always going to get it right. You're not always going to, you know, be that perfect Christian. But knowing that you're making steps and that when you make mistakes, you try to correct them and that you surround yourself with people that will help point you in the right direction. There's a joy there that isn't always expressed daily on my countenance or, you know, in my expressions with others. But there's a joy in knowing that I have that to lean back on mm -hmm. if I make a mistake. So I, I do think joy can be there consistently. Now, the other thing is, let's say a family member has passed away. You know, you're still going to feel that loss. Mm -hmm. You're still going to feel the pain from that loss. But that doesn't mean you sit there and wear it on your face every day. It doesn't mean you sit there and don't have hope that they're, that you'll see them again or or that you don't have that joy. So it is not necessarily always the, it might be always there, but it's not maybe always present, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what I hear is that we're using, we're using hope, we're using joy and peace, uh, kind of in that same bubble of, it kind of means the same thing. Like when you have that, yeah, when you lose a family member or, you know, you're, obviously you're, like you said, you're gonna feel the pain, but because you have that peace, because you have that hope, that joy kind of goes hand in hand. And mm -hmm. the result. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we hear more and more of wars, crimes, and horrible things. Uh, so can we have that joy? How do we spread that joy um, when those really bad things are happening? So yeah, we can have that inner peace, but how do we spread it out? How do we show others? Um, that it's okay to have this joy, have this peace inside that, you know, because I'm sure that there's people that will see us, you know, with this kind of, like Jesus on the boat. And the storm was coming and he was chilling. I mean, he was sleeping. And then they go and wake him up and they're like, what are you, like, what, why are you so chill? Like there's a storm coming. Um, how, how do we explain to those people? Like, it's Okay. <laughs> In the midst of the storm, and how do you explain the possibility of joy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you I was I was going to not necessarily that type of thing, but we could the kindness we show to others can sometimes bring a light into their lives, and therefore create a joy for them. So if we see a person in need during these times, during these, and we share with them or we be kind to them, that brings a light or joy into this through the world so they don't see the world as so dark because of, I mean, because of the world's wars, because of the terrors and other things along that line. So kind of make our peace and our joy. And, like, and share it and, and spread it. it, exactly. Yeah. Um, Proverbs 15.23 talks about this. Would somebody want to read it for me? Proverbs 15.23. I have it. Um, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. If I may say yes, something about please, this. Yes, please, absolutely. It, it's, it's kind of, I'll use this analogy. A lot of Christians have the belief that Jesus is coming back mm -hmm. again. And one of those, one of the concepts of that belief is the understanding that this world will soon come to an end. So in a world where we see war and terror and famine and, 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 and just terrible things happening, while some that do not have that belief or do not have that faith think we're in a hopeless wreck, for a lot of Christians, there is a joy that exists because 
this is, these are signs of Christ's second coming. Mm -hmm. Now that sounds quite morbid to someone who doesn't have that belief. They're like, what? How? <laughs> so this good? is good because, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so the reason why I like this is because it says, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. Mm. Sometimes joy can come in a comforting word. So even in someone else's despair, Knowing what I know about what that means in their life, that sometimes with trials and tribulations, um, there can be something good that's brewing. What can I say to that person that helps them see the brighter side of what they're going through? Sometimes you can't see that in your experience. And so maybe that word can bring a joyful experience to that individual. And I, I really think the words we, we say breathes life into people. We can tear them down or we can build them up. And to, to build someone up in that situation, I think, is a joyous occasion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's something that we have to practice, too. Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't come naturally for everyone to be affirmative. It can be quite awkward. Be, yeah. To try to be like, um, oh, yeah. it will be okay. You, you know, there, there. Yeah. You'll be fine. You yeah. know, like how, how actually growing up, uh, I had a PE teacher who she used to make us sit down and pra a PE teacher, <laughs> physical education, uh, used to make us practice how to say positive things. So we would say three positive things to the person next to us before we would start whatever physical activity we we're going to do that day. And when I think about it, there's been many times that I've used those positive things in situations now as a grown up because I, if I weren't for that practice, I wouldn't have been able to play it out. Um, so if we look at our own lives, how, and this is, you don't have to answer this, but when we look at our own lives, uh, are we being the joyful people that God wants us to be for his kingdom? You know, that's just something I feel like we should think about. And to kind of recap the lesson, so um, talking about fools, like learning how to be wise and um, staying away from fools so that therefore we can be joyful. But I really think we should touch on this question. Uh, what are some practical things somebody could do that could help open his or her heart to God's love? I think that it's very important for us to truly believe what his word says. I mean, we can read it all we want, but to truly accept what his word tells us. Of course. I'd say ask them to give it a chance. There are some things that we do every day that make no sense. So if this is something new to someone, it may, may, it may not make any sense, but say, hey, say a prayer. Ask God to reveal himself to you. See what happens. Awesome, yeah. And I think just having them to help others will open their hearts to the love of God as well. Awesome. So many good nuggets of wisdom uh, today. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.com. Org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot O-R-G. Remember, the goal of the Bible study is information and transformation. It is for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Kathy Britton.